We're on the boulevard. We are not only on the boulevard, but we are now fully driving on East Coast time because Karen's shed her uh, jet lag from the last two weeks. So what that means is you're going to hear her yawn. So I'm yeah. taking the wheel. Karen, be tired. I'm just going to sit here and be tired. I was I was so much better at this when I was on West Coast time. Yeah. Oh, you're great always. Don't worry. Oh, thank you. So but Thank yeah, you. You listeners, thank you. Loyal listeners, you're all great too. Um, so I'm going to talk about a show, but I know we may revisit it. So I don't maybe have to do a deep, deep dive on it. But I did want to talk about The White Lotus, which was just I'm on HBO and HBO Max. Glad because I'm thinking about watching it. Um, so tell me more. I will. And I, so I'll just avoid like later series stuff and anything spoilery. Uh, but it's set at a really lovely Hawaiian resort. And it really is like a modern day version of Grand Hotel um, where a bunch of different privileged people with different things going on in their lives and personal relationships all come to this resort and we get to see um what their situations are as well as the upstairs downstairs thing. We get a behind the scenes look at several of, of the employees who are also working at this resort. It is developed by Mike White, who did movies ranging from Chuck and Buck and the, to the school of rock. And also did, I think one of HBO's best series enlightened with the great Laura Dern, um, an extra plug for you, Karen, because I think you're going to watch this anyway. But when I tell you that it is like a modern day, slightly woke PC version of The Love Boat, that may oh. pique your curiosity as well, right? It really does hew to the model of The Love Boat. It just throws a bunch of modern day buzzwords in there as well. Yes. It's like a I'm six excited. episode long version of a Love Boat episode. Because, you know, you if you look at all these actors like the guest stars, then it's like one solid episode. My favorite show ever. So, okay, I'm definitely, that has moved up the queue. So let that, let that be. So, yeah, I'll talk a little bit about it, but I, I have a feeling we'll revisit it. Um, it's a pretty good cast. The thing is, I liked watching it. I enjoyed it. I do not think it is great. I don't think it's maybe making as many cultural observations as a lot of people seem to to think it is, including a lot of the people that I see on social media who claim to be critics. Um, whatever. Um, but, but what I will say is I really enjoyed watching uh, a lot of the cast. For me, um, highlights include Steve Zahn, whose character is him. married to Connie Britton, and they come, they bring their son, daughter, and college-age daughter's best friend to stay with them. Um, uh, Murray Bartlett, who is an Australian actor and was on HBO's show Looking, um, is one of the hotel employees. Uh, he's very good. Natasha Rothwell, who was on Insecure, is another one of the employees. She's very good. Jennifer Coolidge is in it, kind of doing her Jennifer Coolidge thing, but she's fine. Um, Jake Lacey, who you might recognize, he's been in a lot of different things, ranging from The Office to Carol. Um, he is uh, a really, really rich young guy who is on his honeymoon. He's just married um, someone from a lower class a journalist played by alexandra daddario and i'm probably forgetting other cast members but but that's the large chunk of them um and you know i liked it it 
it's not an overly didactic thing, though there is a there are a lot of look at these privileged white people and how they act um, in in ways that I think eh, they don't totally work if you think that portrayal is being incisive. But you can recognize a lot of people the way they currently talk and currently act in our um, current society. Uh, it was filmed. It was written, I think, conceived, written and filmed all within the pandemic. I think it was filmed in late fall, early winter. Um, so that's why it's somewhat short and somewhat contained. It was all filmed at this one uh, resort set. Uh, there, It may have had a couple more characters and a few more plot developments if it could have been filmed during normal better times, perhaps. Right. Um, uh, and I, I don't really think you feel that. Um, I, I just would have been curious if... Um, what that show could have been if it was like a 10 episode order or something like that. Mm, Um, But, but yeah, we really enjoyed watching it. And it's curious because I think a lot of the Twitter discourse is on rediscovering Jennifer Coolidge every five minutes. It's, you know, some actress gets a, this is her moment kind of uh, push and attention following Jean Smart and Catherine O'Hara before her. Yeah, and Jennifer say, Coolidge Jean is Sm- getting Jean that. Jean Smart's was very short-lived. Catherine O'Hara, I felt like, lasted a little bit longer. It did last long because her show was a multi-season thing. Um, I don't think Jean Smart's moment is over because uh, the Emmys are still to happen, and I think that will extend it a bit, and rightly mm-hmm. so. Um, but what I will say is, I mean, I think Steve Zahn and, and Marie Bartlett are also two okay. names that really should be remembered throughout the year. Um, well. And so we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about it. Um, and I think, though I said I wouldn't, I'm probably going to dive right in and watch Nine Distant Strangers, I think is what it's called, which is a Leanne Moriarty adaptation. She also did Big Little Lies. Uh, this is for Hulu, and it's another one of like a, a bunch of groups that I think like a, a self-help, new age type retreat. Um, with Melissa McCarthy and Nicole Kidman and and a bunch of of kind of a list oh. names, so that I think the first three episodes drop tomorrow. Um, okay, and so what's this on Hulu? That uh, it's on Hulu. Okay. So I'm I'm probably going to to watch that. Okay. All right. Um, that's a, so that's can, something for me to take a look at too. Yeah, we can definitely discuss those too. Oh, I can actually talk about something I know you can talk about because I uh, a couple of weeks ago also watched the movie Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Oh well, okay. I just want to. Well, I just wanted to add that I finally started watching Hacks with James. Oh, Speaking of oh, James you did. Oh, okay. So how far into it are you? Um, I think we're in like the fourth or fifth okay. episode. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's so yeah, fabulous. I really liked it. It's really great. It's a great, great show, and I hope it comes back because um, I'm, she's I'm, spectacular. I'm 100% sure that that show is going to come back. We're going to get another. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she's absolutely wonderful. She, it is. Yeah, she's so um, great. So such great. a great performance. Such a great performance. Um, and uh, and so funny and also so tragic at the same time. Um, and I've just had it's just actually been a real joy to to watch that show so yeah she's so great up. you never get mm-hmm. uh, you never get a uh, phoned in performance from Jean smart she gives you her character's entire life story it's so lived in um, yeah. no matter what she's playing and she's yeah. great yeah it was tr- absolutely absolutely phenomenal so yeah nobody what'd yeah. you think um i thought it was fun and maybe kind of missing a beat or something for me um but but it was definitely 
cool to watch and like like the John Wick movies, you know, I like the fight scenes and stuff like that. But um I think what I didn't pick up on is the like slightly more humorous element that it's supposed to be like he finds his new life and his new identity is kind of dull and mm-hmm. the violence that he ends up embarking on is like what he needs to bring him out of his rut. I guess mm-hmm. I didn't really realize how much of like his character was just supposed to feel beaten down by his mm-hmm. relatively nice stable life. But it was it was certainly easy to watch and it, you know moved real quick and was was fun um and it was really nice to see Chris Lloyd as his dad. Yeah, that was that was a treat. I wasn't expecting that, and that was an absolute treat. Well, I want to just ask you this. What did you think? I really kind of loved how it was like Bob Odenkirk action movie star because he doesn't fit the bill. You, you know what I mean? He doesn't fit the casting notice for action star. And, and that's what I think I really loved about the movie. Um, I think he fit it closer than not or i think maybe if the film had had more scenes of vulnerability where it wasn't just he kept masterminding how to take on all of these people like there's a big incident on a bus in the beginning and he, he gets like the ass pounded out of him but mostly emerges victorious from from that scene um but most of the other scenes, like he's always able to get the upper hand very quickly or maintain the upper hand against all these assailants and their machine guns and their machetes or the whatever. Um, so I was like, I mean, this is to me really Bob Odenkirk as, as action star. I think if there'd been a bit more of like, and I haven't seen the Expendables movies, but I think there's a little bit of like seeing Stallone and Schwarzenegger because they're older past their prime, I should say, like, kind of getting pounded um i feel like if there was a little bit more of that would have been like oh that makes sense because bob odenkirk is still mostly a normal guy because he very kind of easily for the most part the character retreats into his you know like assassin mode right so i was like i wish especially maybe close to the end there was a sense of oh i fucked up oh the other one of the bad guys got the upper hand on me and there isn't a lot of that And I think maybe if the film had a bit more of that, it would have been like, oh, and now he's so perfectly cast. Um, Yeah, I'll stop. Because I don't want to sound unduly negative. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't, but see, I don't know. I guess maybe I was sort of looking at it from like, not necessarily the character perspective, but just the idea of an actor, a character actor being an action star and what that meant. And how that, and so I don't think it was necessarily like a script thing. I just think it was the idea of having a character actor portray an action hero who did all the action-y stuff and didn't have to stop and be like, wait, I don't belong here because I'm just a regular schmo. You see what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess I just think the film protected that character a bit more than I wanted to see someone like a character actor. Um who I would just want to show more physical vulnerability in some of those scenes, but maybe I'm not making sense. No, 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 no. Because you don't, I don't necessarily feel like, I I just feel like they let him be an action movie star. Like 
you wouldn't have Chris Hemsworth show physical vulnerability necessarily or any more or less, I think, than Odenkirk did. And that's why I really liked it. So if it I'm turned the, it kind of turned the trope on its head by doing that. So, OK, am I getting you by saying like just the mere fact that they got an actor like Bob Odenkirk who thrives in like more domestic type mm-hmm. dialogue, office set scenes, stuff like that in these roles like that itself is really cool. Yes, that that itself was what made it such a a kind of fun viewing for me because it was like this schlubby guy can go off and be this action hero. And I loved it. Um, Yeah, then I totally agree. But I still don't know that I think he's a schlubby guy. He's just not a jacked superhero off the like model Marvel kind of guy. Right, and that makes him schlubby. In a there. Hollywood yeah, sense, in Hollywood, in Hollywood. Yeah, that's like, okay, so to go back to the White Lotus for a sec, there's an actor named Fred Heckinger who plays the teenage son of Steve Zahn and Connie Britton. And, and uh, like, he's supposed to look, like, a little gawky, a little awkward, and... And and I was like, oh, it's so ridiculous that this actor who is like so good looking already um, is like supposed to play this like misfit teen. And Alyssa was like, well, in Hollywood, he is a misfit teen. He's like Hollywood ugly. So, yeah, right. Bob Kirk right. is Hollywood schlubby. So, yeah. So yeah. I agree uh, to both of those counts. Yeah. So that's that's sort of like what I really appreciated about that. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. And I assume yeah. there's going to be a sequel. I think there might be. I think there might be. I think Odenkirk had a good time with it, so I think... I yeah, think, I, I think, think so, too, as long as we just want him to, to stay healthy. Uh, yeah, we just want... We just we just need to finish Better Call Saul, so, like... <laughs> I know. Come on. I know. <laughs> I want that before I want another nobody. Very true. All right. Well, I just wanted to bring one other thing up, and sure. I don't know, you may have a publicist hat here. Um, have you paid any attention to the Jeopardy Alex Trebek replacement controversy? Kind of, kind of, sort of. I mean, it's hard to miss, but yeah, kind of half-assed page. So, so, um, what, what is it? They didn't have Lavar, uh, what, Lamar Burton? I'm, I'm fucking his name up because I'm no, uh, Lavar Burton. Yeah, Lavar Burton. Lavar Burton. Um. Which, I'm sorry, I agree with everybody, he should have done it. He should have been the one. Um, but it's some executive... Well, I'm curious, but I'm curious as of. to why you say that. Because I'm sure you, I'm assuming you didn't watch any of the episodes, right? No, God, no. Is it just because LeVar Burton kind of anointed himself? Because you, in general, like LeVar Burton? I, in general, like LeVar okay. Burton. Um, and I think, honestly, I think, I think, I think, uh, I think he deserved a shot. I think he's great. I love him. He should have done it. So, but yes, to answer your other question, yeah, the the ultimate decision, which I assume had already been made long ago, um, okay. is that Mike Richards, who had come in as like a transitional executive producer um, late in Alex Trebek's final run of yeah, episodes. Like, okay, that, but who the hell is who the hell is this guy? Like, who I mean, is this guy? I mean, he's, you know, hosted like syndicated prices, right. And beauty and the geek. I had recognized him, but I didn't know his name until he came in as one of the fill in guest hosts. You know, he's just like a squeaky clean actor turned, um, turned like talk show guy. Okay. So, so, well, I mean, I think the sticking point that 
I've not read anything about is we've watched I've watched Jeopardy my whole life and we watched all of like the guest hosts that starting the beginning of this year. Um, but I was never really under the impression that they were all auditioning to be the one to get the mantle. I was always under the assumption that like, well, it's probably going to be Ken Jennings, who was the very first one and who'd often been spoken of as an heir apparent for many years, even before Alex passed or was diagnosed. Um, uh, but I was like, I was like, this is just something fun they're doing for a while until they sort of figure everything out behind the scenes. Doesn't mean I thought, oh, it's going to be Mike Richards. Um, but I was like, but I never really thought like, oh, watching Savannah Guthrie or, you know, Dr. Oz or, you know, George Stephanopoulos, who all have their careers and have contracts with other networks and stuff. I never really thought, oh, these guys are all dancing for their dinner here. I just thought like for them, it's all like a cute little thing. Um, so, you know, I, I always watch or, or hear what Alyssa tells me people are saying with like mob rule on Twitter. Uh, and I'm like, oh, oh, of course, that's what the outrage is, because it has nothing to do with like what my observation was. So, yeah, people are upset that it looked like the call came from inside the house, that that they were always going to give it to Mike Richards, perhaps. And I was like, OK, fine. It's their call. Who knows what negotiating tricks everyone had or tried that didn't work? I don't know. I think I ultimately just don't care. Um, I, so I don't now care we, at all. We're, so mean, now I... we ultimately... I mean, look, I'm always going to watch Jeopardy. I also, sorry to say, was never a big Alex Trebek fan. Really not a fan of his. I hate um, Jeopardy, so I could... Honestly, I think it's... I think I think the show is for... No offense, Doug. Smug jerks. But that's... <laughs> I mean, offense taken, but carry on. <laughs> I mean, not like no. I mean, the but no. I've anytime I've ever watched Jeopardy with anybody, I I just the smugness oozes. The smugness oozes as, as they're yelling answers at the TV. Fucking hate it. Wait, so are you saying the smug jerks are the people who watch, or the people that are actually contesting? The people on the who show? watch. Oh, oh, I just like shows that where you can learn things. I guess. Oh, anybody I've ever watched it with thinks, you know, they're, they're clever by a half and they're like shouting answers at the TV. And oh, that's the difference. Smug. Cause I always watch like I'm stupid and I can become smarter. That's the difference. Oh no, 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 no. I'm, I must be watching with bad people. And it's just, I think, it's you so know, bad, bad people. I just know bad people. And it's just so frustrating. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm a dunce. What can I tell you? Cause I can't, I, no, can't I can you. understand. Uh, yeah. I can understand. Yeah. I've never had the experience of watching it with people who were like showing off watching it. Although, uh, yeah. although I will it's share incredible. this. Um, uh, Alyssa has a good friend who did mention that wouldn't it be a good idea now that old Jeopardy reruns are on Netflix that you could invite people over to watch. You'd watch the episodes ahead of time. So you could impress them by shouting out all the answers by watching a second time with them in the room, which is no. just not how I think. No, no, that's not a good time. I mean, I don't see why that's a good time for anyone, but that's not I don't a know. Good time I've anybody. learned in the last four and a half years that I'm not like a lot of people. So I don't know. Yeah, I um, but yeah, anyway, my whole thing is I, I, I think the controversy is stupid, but I'm going to keep watching and I don't really care. 
Like, just keep. Well, everybody's going to keep watching. Just keep the questions. Well, like, also, also watching. as usual, I'm not sure most of the people that are involved in any of the outcry, which is now like two weeks old, uh, even watch that regularly anyway. No, they probably don't. So, like, whatever. It is. It. I mean, like, I think Look, most COVID most outrages. It is all whatever. Is a- fucking mess a huge like, mess a huge I mean, debacle I, I mean and we're talking about fucking jeopardy and who's gonna fucking host it i mean honestly i mean like you know the great flood needs to come and just yeah, sweep us yeah. all away because we're just a bunch of fucking idiots at this we don't point. learn we do not learn that's all i'm just gonna there okay i just had to get that out but instead we're worried about who's hosting fucking jeopardy please I, it's just I'm I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I well that's that's a good place to go. I'm exhausted. People are falling from fucking airplanes because they're so desperate to get out of Afghanistan. Yeah. You know, and people are dying of COVID and there are no ICU beds in Alabama right now. And they're like it's just like, come on. We're on you know, it's like the the house is on fire. The house is on fire. Stop throwing you know, like, no, the house is on fire. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I think that brings us to our exit on the (laughs) boulevard. Is it clear I'm tired and cranky? (laughs) (laughs) So we will continue to worry about our legitimate concerns. Uh, We will wait and then come back to you again next week. You guys stay well, stay safe, stay sane. If there's anything going on that you want to let us know about, come visit us on our Facebook page, Back on the Block Pod. But it better not be about fucking Jeopardy. I'm just going to say that right now. Well, whatever it'll be, Karen's <laughs> going to come at you next week. No. Be it's warned. not about Jeopardy. <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. All right, guys. Take care, and we'll see you next week back on the boulevard.